everybody and welcome to ESU United, the place where voices and diversity have a place here at Emporia State. This is episode 3 and we have an special invite today. Hello everybody, my name is Olga and I am a current student um, at Emporia State University. Um, unfortunately, I'm just an exchange student, I'll be leaving soon, but I did spend the whole semester here at Emporia uh, being one of the diversity ambassadors um, and thank you so much for having me today. Olga, we are so glad to have you. This is Teresa Taylor-Williams. I'm the Director of Diversity Student Programs here at ESU. And this is, again, we want to welcome you to ES United. And um, it's myself hosting as well as my co-host, Anita. Hi, Teresa. <laughs> it's like an amazing co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so if we just want, we want to welcome you so much, Olga, to the show and to, um, we want to thank you so much for all that you have contributed to our campus this semester because um, not only were you part of Diversity Ambassadors, but I've heard um, people in my department in the Center for Student Involvement um, speak so highly about your, um, your time that you've given um, to, can you tell us a little bit about um, what you've been involved with in just your um, short semester here at ESU? Yes, I feel like I've been involved in lots of volunteering uh, because as well as my exchange program does require some hours to be done, I just wanted to go above that because I in general just love volunteering and getting to know people through helping others and that's why I've been involved with um, another RSO called GIF, which mm. is basically um, international students coming together to help on campus and off campus. And I feel like that's why I've been quite involved with the Center for Student Enrollment. What kind of um, things did, do students do with the GIF? Um, I don't know if it's a program or it's an organization, yep. right? Okay. Oh, we did quite a lot. We did lots of volunteering for Corky's Cupboard because they always need help, they always need hands. Okay. And that's a huge portion of what we've done. We've helped with uh, Project Worms, like delivering boxes and such stuff. Uh, we also made some plushies for the um, children literacy program here in Emporia, mm. which was very cute. And just we did lots of random bits and pieces, but it was very fun. Oh, we also hosted like some events, ESU Glow um, and the Blackout Party we helped there. Yes. Yeah, that was very fun. Now, Olga, tell us a little bit about... Um Again, what is your major? Uh, my major is advertising, but here it was marketing. Okay, mm -hmm. and then you're planning to move on from here to, did you say Indiana University? Uh, yes, I just a few days ago got admitted to Indiana, um, and I'm going to do um, a second bachelor degree in data science, and I'm going to do it online so that I can study from Russia and move on with my career while also getting a degree. And congratulations yes. on, on getting into that um, that program. I'm quite sure that that um, is going to be another set of challenges for you. I love that. <laughs> I think one of the questions um, I really wanted to ask was about what made you choose ESU? Um, since I'm um, on an exchange program, we kind of got randomly placed into <laughs> universities, so it's not much of my choice. But when I found out that I knew that I'm going to be studying at Emporia, I was like, 
where is that? <laughs> then I was like, okay, Kansas, that sounds interesting. Didn't know much about Kansas before, but then I just looked into um, ESU and I realized how many art initiatives you have, how many volunteering initi initiatives you have, because when um, getting into my exchange program, I talked a lot about my research in diversity and inclusion um, in culture spheres, and I feel like that's partially why they decided to place me here. Um, and upon reading all of that on the... Uh, university website. I just got so excited and I was like, oh, I'm going to get involved in everything and look where we are. <laughs> in everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I would like to know what sparked your interest in Diversity Ambassadors. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, Diversity Ambassadors is a... Um, it's not an RSO, but it's basically um, a group of students who they have to apply um, to be a part of it. Um, the students actually promote um, the work of the Office of Diversity Student Programs, and I um, could not be more grateful for um, their passion and their energy um, because diversity is such a vast <laughs> um, effort, and so we need all hands on deck to help promote and so um, Olga did not hesitate to join Diversity Ambassadors and was very active, as well as Anita. Anita is one <laughs> of our ambassadors also. So Olga, tell us a little bit about maybe what sparked you to apply and maybe um, what you got out of it. Mm -hmm. And also if you would recommend that others apply for it. Well, as of Diversity Ambassadors, we just talked about with Teresa about this. It was a funny story. Um, I was at a university activities fair and I just, I was looking at all of the tables that had something related to diversity on them because that's my interest. I mm -hmm. do lots of research in diversity and inclusion back home in Russia. Um, and I was just very interested to do, to continue with my research and to kind of get hands-on experience because we don't have any of that in Russia. Um, pretty much everybody is white, so. Um, and I was very excited to do that. And then I just walked up to Teresa's table and I was like, I do research in diversity. Maybe we could connect. And Teresa was like, oh, you should apply to diversity. And I was like, but I'm an exchange student. Can I still apply? And she was like, yes, sure. We have exchange students. And I was like, mentally, I was like, yes, this is my turn to, to do this. And then I remember how I worked on my application. I like took it so seriously. I literally was like sitting at my computer like this has to be perfect. Um, so I was very excited. And that's kind of why I applied. It just was such, um, I guess, a big goal slash dream of mine because I've never done something like that and I really wanted to. Um, and that's how I got into Diversity Ambassadors. And I would 100% recommend it to anybody who is interested. If you're hes hesitant, as if to apply or not to, I would say just apply and try it out. Uh, because I feel like most of the people we have in diversity ambassadors like became my friends here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're just looking for like-minded people, just nice people, <laughs> you should definitely try and apply for the community part of it. But also I feel like we did some pretty cool stuff during this semester. Um, so if you want to make an impact, also apply. Thank you. And I know you've been mentioning a lot, like how passionate you are about diversity. Like, when did you start having like this pursuit for like knowing more about diversity, researching, and so? Mm -hmm. 
I believe it started when I was in seventh grade, mm -hmm. so around 15 years old. Um, I am I'm a national minority in Russia, um, and that's why I kind of went through lots of nationalism growing up. And it was always it was always an interest of mine because I was always interested in research, and I just wanted to know what makes people behave the way they are with that problem, and also if representation has any part in that. If maybe if more nationalities were represented in like mass media, if that would change something. And that's uh, while in high school I started to work on my personal research on that. I uh, my graduation high school graduation project was on. Um, the importance of media representation in um, uh, in uh, minorities representation um, in advertising and mm. how it affects both the sales of companies um, and the way people perceive it. Um, and then when I got into university, obviously do more research in university and that's kind of been my primary focus. Um, everything I do pretty much is related to that. And then when I got into the career field, into work sphere, um, I work at an advertising agency and my colleagues always call me the diversity um, kind of um, counselor because I help everybody with these questions on diversity and stuff like that since we work with many um, international companies. Um, they send us copies that include many diverse people and we always have to make tough decisions as of to air those copies um, on national television or not. And it's always hard decisions. Um, and that's also why I do research, um, because I want to help more big companies in Russia to become more diverse in the media they put out, mm. because I do believe that they, that can actually make changes um, in the quality of many people, in the quality of life of many people in Russia. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a long answer <laughs> to your question, but um, I really just find diversity, inclusion, and representation, um, a very powerful tool that can actually help many people if it's used properly, especially in developing countries like Russia. Nice. It's awesome. I would like to know about your personal interests, because that's one thing that I really loved um, was that, say, for example, your interest in photography. And you brought that to the ambassadors and, and used that to help us um, with different things. And so I guess, um, where did that interest come from? And maybe what other personal interests do you have? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like, yes, photography is definitely an interest of mine. Um, I just feel like expressing myself through photos and writing texts is something that helps me a lot like just in life mentally to get it out there um, so that's definitely a passion and an interest of mine and I just try to turn my interest into something that can actually benefit somebody else mm. so that's how it was with photography um, another um, a, a huge passion passion of mine I just really like reading um, I read a lot um, and I also brought it to some type of um, into a passion project to have a book club at my work and basically I started it and I just wanted to share with people like about the books that I've read and the research that I've read about um, so I don't know it's just I guess my interests are always somehow related to my study or work because I just I feel like if you like something you should turn it into exactly. something <laughs> you do like every day then it doesn't seem like work yeah, no, <laughs> right exactly. exactly some people see it a bit like 
toxic if you do something you like for work because it stops being your passion. But I feel like it's it can still you can still like what you do. Yes. You can definitely like what you do. Yeah. I love what I do as a diversity director and it's it's always different. Every year is different because as long as we have students, you know, students are so different. So every year, every semester is going to be different. And I'm going to turn this around a little bit. I'm going to ask both of you, yep. since you are both international students, um, about your experience in America as it relates to being a college student and maybe what some of your observations have been. And what I mean is maybe some, maybe mention one or two like misconceptions or myths that, or stereotypes that you heard about America before you came here, but that came out to be not true or came out to be true. <laughs> so I'm curious um, about, for both of you, um, about your experiences here as a college student. And in little bitty Emporia, Kansas, <laughs> as opposed to being a college student, you know, in a big major metropolitan city. Oh. Um, well, I've been in Emporia State already for three years. Um, and I'll, I think I have one that, yes, it ended up being a wrong stereotype, or at least in my experience, mm -hmm. and one that it actually ended up being true. So the first one is that they told me that I was going to have a lot of cultural shock when communicating with people or trying to interact because of the fact that in my country we're a very close culture so we we touch each other you know if i say hi to somebody i'm gonna hug that person and remind us what country bolivia okay yeah so in i think most latin american countries or at least mine specifically when we talk to people we're like get really close uh, we we hug each other Like if there's a room where it's like 10 people that I probably don't know, but if my family knows them, I will go and say hi to each one of them with a hug and everything. Mm -hmm. So they told me that here in the U.S., you don't do that. <laughs> people don't like hugs <laughs> too much. Um, they told me that it's a cold culture, so that probably will, mm. I will feel like if like they don't like me, but they actually it's not because they don't like you, just that's the way they are as the behavior of like have a little bit more privacy, a little bit more of a space. But actually, when I came to Emporia, um, people turned out to be very nice. Um, I will not say that they hug, but like they give you compliments. Like as you walk, they're like, oh, I like your jacket. And I'll be like, I don't know you, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Or like you're getting out of like the, the restroom or entering into a class and like someone just turns around and says like something like, oh, I like your backpack or oh, your hair looks nice or oh, I like that. And they, they start to be, like, very nice or, like, sometimes I will be late to class and somebody will be seeing me running and they will hold the door for me, which so I, maybe, they don't do that in Bolivia. So, so maybe like, not as cold as you Yeah, like, definitely people, people is polite here. That's what I can say. I found out that people was really, really polite and not that thing that they told me, oh, no, they're cold, they're not going to say anything to you, <laughs> you're going to feel sad all the time. I was like... Actually, that's, that's, that's a lie. Like, they actually are here in Emporia. In, in my experience, I was able to encounter very polite people around campus. Like, people that probably I don't even know, and I've seen just once. But they have a good, a good uh, behavior with me. Um, as a stereotype that ended up being true, I guess, is that, yeah, as soon as you come, I think uh, they told me uh, about what is race or ethnicity. 
I, I never have to identify myself before, mm-hmm. maybe because in my country just everybody kind of looked the same and stuff like that. Mm. But coming here, I feel like in every single thing I was doing, I have to con- constantly specify, uh, oh, I'm Hispanic. So I'll be like, oh, I'm applying for scholarships. What are you? Like, Hispanic. Um, you're applying for a job. What are you? Hispanic. Mm. Um, or a lot of that that I was like, wow, this is, this is a lot. Yeah. How about you, Olga? It's actually very funny and interesting because <laughs> the perceptions that Russians have of Americans, whereas Anita just told us that do you see Americans as more cold? In Russia, it's widely believed that Americans are like super positive all the time. <laughs> They're such an open culture, so it's completely the opposite of what <laughs> the beliefs are in your culture. Um, so coming here, I was expecting everybody to smile, to do small talk, to kind of be extremely friendly, completely the opposite of Russian people. And that did come out to be true, uh, because I feel like in Russia, people are just not open. We're all pretty close and pretty, um, I would say, just cold-ish. Mm-hmm. So nobody smiles on the street. Nobody's going to say hi to you or like compliment you out of nowhere. Um, so being in such a more like friendly, open environment... Um, it did feel cool, and I feel like I'm going to smile now when I come back, maybe for a month, and then I'm going to get back to being uh, a sad Russian person. Why do you all think that, um, you know, one of one of the aspects of my job that I love is working with so many different students, and one thing that I'm really working hard on is helping to bridge that gap between the domestics and internationals, and... Why do you think that is that there is a gap? Like, why, um, why do you think people are hesitant to ask each other? Um, you know, I love how the internationals has, the office has the don't be shy, ask me why. And, and I think that's so um, fundamental and foundational to us bridging the gap and getting to know each other. But why do you, in your opinions, why do you all think that that's that's an issue, I guess. Or why does it remain a gap? What is the hesitancy of people asking, oh, Olga, what is your, tell me about your culture? Or do people widely ask? I feel like part of the problem is most Americans don't have much knowledge of foreign cultures. And they don't want to seem uneducated or mm. intrusive when asking questions or like laughed at if the question is comes out to be not smart but they don't realize that international students really would like people to ask questions instead of just assuming stuff about our countries because I've had so many people tell me, oh, you're not actually an angry person. That's not nice. You're actually pretty nice if you people talk to you. And I'm like, well, why do you think all Russians are like angry at Americans? Like, it's not how it is. So I feel like if people just asked questions without being afraid to be judged, okay. they would do that. But I, I feel like nowadays everybody's too afraid to make a mistake when asking a question to not be, I don't know, just wrong in some way that would get them in trouble. So I feel like that's why um, it's a part of the problem. Mm. Do you all think sometimes there's a superiority there? On, on either side, on the domestic side or the international, like where, um, or I would say really even the domestic side. Do you feel like maybe sometimes people are like, 
I don't really need to know about your culture because my culture is it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but the American culture, you should be knowing my culture. You do you ever? Because I have I have witnessed that. I have seen that. Maybe not with you all, but with others where they're kind of like, oh, you speak our language so well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, you know, okay, but what about an appreciation for their own home language? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's part of my work that I feel can be difficult is, you know, helping people to understand, appreciate and acknowledge and understand the differences and not try to make people form into this is the one that you should strive to be like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so do you all ever feel like sometimes that that's that's an issue i feel like there is certainly a degree of um making your international friends or like international people you know kind of um a prized possession you know, mm-hmm. like when they introduce you to somebody, they will be like, oh, this is, they don't even remember the names mostly because they're harder than Americans than American names. They're like, oh, this is an international student from Russia. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> they are fast. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And they don't even remember your name, but they just like remember that you're like, belong to a certain country and I'm like well that's cool but I'm, I also have a name I'm a person I'm not just and like, I'm so cultured because I know you right yeah. like I'm mm-hmm. introducing you and, and I'm the one that's cultured because I you're my friend yeah. from Russia right yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's that's kind a good of, point yeah I feel like that happens a lot I haven't personally I don't feel like um, I felt much of superiority but those incidents have definitely happened to me um, I just feel like many students here don't feel the need to learn more about other countries. Okay. Because they're like, well, I'm, it's not like I'm ever going to leave Kansas. I'm just going to be here. I like it here. Um, so I don't really, why do I need to know about some countries? It's like 10,000 miles away from me. Mm. Well, I, I so appreciate that. both of you being on our campus because <laughs> I, love I, I love that international, what you all bring to you all, again, the name of this podcast is ES United, and it takes all of us coming together to make ESU what it is. And we are a, a gem. We are a gem of diversity in the middle of the cornfields. <laughs> and, and I think that's like something very beautiful that I would really love that ESU have more work on it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you see, you, you know, university in Kansas and you think, like, um, there are people from other places mm-hmm. there. But actually, like, there are. Like, when I arrived my first semester, I think, like, we were probably 100 or 200 students. But they were, like, from China, Japan, mm-hmm. uh, Nigeria, mm-hmm. Finland. Like, people from all over the world. And, and it's like Olga said, like, personally, I feel, like, very highly interested to know of every one of those people. Because I was like, it's like... I don't know, for me it was like, it's like if I'm visiting a country and I'm not even traveling there, this is like for free and I can finally learn like how's people in Japan, how's people in China, how's people in Finland. Mm-hmm. So I felt very curious to know of every single person, but I don't know, like, yeah, sometimes I think probably students here are like, nah, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um, maybe because, well, they already grew up like in a kind of culture where it's like sometimes very difficult to break in there, but... I think like being able to promote more more curiosity mm-hmm. about it, it will be 
it would really benefit a lot our campus because well, I, yeah i feel like with students like you we will definitely continue to close the gap you oh, know yeah. it'll be lovely as long as we keep working at it <laughs> because i feel like it benefits both sides both yes. domestic students because they expand their worldview yes. beyond kansas and international students get to know more of american yeah. culture it's just Well, we appreciate your time today, Olga, and um, yes. give us your last name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last name is Nikuratze. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, a Georgian, um, the country, not the state, mm. second name because my dad is from Georgia. Oh, wow. Well, we appreciate your time and being with us, and, and we you. will so miss you. Um, but we definitely plan to stay connected with you. And so, Anita, I appreciate your time as well. <laughs> and this has been ES United, um, episode number three. So stay tuned with us. We, we hope that you all have a great um, rest of your semester, and we look forward to hopefully um, being back with you in the spring. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining in. Have a nice holidays. Yes. Thank you. Go Hornets. <laughs> Go Hornets. I love it. <laughs>